2: now stay with a fan for this
0: special program hey baseball fans The game is over. Welcome to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. After the last pitch, you've made the switch for 17 years. It's time to talk about the game and the team with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? We'll hear the highlights.
1: And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown man home run by Rowdy
3: Telez. Have the lead
0: we'll hear from the manager and the players we'll discuss the topics from the fans to the front office
3: i like tim's perspective
0: history is made each and every year and we're talking about it 17 years of coverage after each game here's your host tim allen
4: It is a final, the game, the series, and the mini road trip, and the results are not good. And welcome in, everybody. Gene Wagner, Plumbing Post Game Show. Tim Allen, Evan Heffelfinger is here as well. And we are here in the Lakeland University studios, the leader in online education. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu. A 6-3 loss to lose the game and the series. And how do we unpack this one? Four one, four, six, seven, seven twelve fifty you can you can do the unpack in here, right along with me, sort of a gripe line kind of show. Last night was a uh, a frame of well, the range of emotions that was last night 's game, and last night 's game was bigger than today 's game. I know that sounds funky, but it was it was it assured you you did not get swept in St. Louis. Yeah, you lost the series. It's a game and a half back in the Central, and off you go. And you just move on, turn the page, and get to tomorrow. We'll get to tomorrow in just a little while as well. Let me ask you something. Uh, why do analytics play a part offensively for Craig Council, but not when the Brewers are pitching? The left-hander Rogers to face the right-handed Pujols. And that turned out to be the swing of the game. That analytical information, lefty on righty, that one, that, that, we don't care. But Craig doesn't care about that part of it, does he? I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is there something wrong with Boxberger right now? I mean, it had Boxberger written all over it right there. Am I wrong in this? Am I missing something? Was he, is there a sore shoulder or something going on? Is there an oblique that I'm, that I missed, that we missed? Evan, did we miss that, that maybe in pregame, uh, Council may have said that Box is a little, eh, he's a little bruised up? I'm, I'm
5: verifying with other beat writers right now. I haven't found anything yet, but no. I'll keep looking.
4: No, we haven't. That's the only thing I can think of, too. Now, Marmel, I would be surprised if if Council does go to Boxberger there. I would be really surprised if, indeed, Marmel would pull back Pujols at home with the lead in the eighth inning. I doubt that. I seriously doubt that. I mean Madden may have in in uh, LA. But I don't think I don't think Marmel would in St. Louis <laughs> with a Cardinal uniform on the back of pooh I I don't understand that part of it. So okay, we'll unpack that part of it. 414-677-1250. We also have to think about O for his last twenty-three, O for the series. That's Christian Yelich O for twelve with four strikeouts. Thanks for stepping up, Christian. One would say, and I think a lot of people would agree, that it's the biggest series of the year to date. There may, I'm, I'm assuming there will be bigger series than this one right here. Way to step up, number 22. 0 for 12 in the series. What's going on with you? Oh, that's baseball. That's right. Oh, that's right. You told us that. It's just baseball. What's his average now? Right around 250 and fallen like a a Led Zeppelin. In his last calendar year, the man has 11 home runs and 56 RBIs playing every single day. Every day. 560 plate appearances in the last calendar year. To the day, 11 home runs, 56 knocked in. There is no counting on Christian Yelich at this point, is there? I don't think so. I, I really don't. And I hate getting on these guys, I really do. But the, the, they're not my numbers. I'm not making these numbers up, these are your numbers. Rowdy Tellez finally uh, got a hit in the series. So the two lefties there, Yellich and Rowdy, won for the, the series. Um, that's, that's one thing. Uh, the, the fact that Oliver Marmel for the St. Louis Cardinals as manager, when he has a guy that's rolling, he lets him roll. I don't know what was wrong with Aaron Aspie after six innings of work. Now, again, this wasn't probably why they lost. Well, maybe it was, maybe you could connect the dots to the loss today because then it, uh, it it really changes up the way you use, use your bullpen. If Ashby goes out for the seventh inning, 79 pitches, just two runs given up, but analytical information will say that, wow, the opposition hits, you know, upwards of three and a half against Ashby third time through. What do you think they hit against Michaelis third time through? And subsequently, fourth time through. Pretty bad numbers, too. You get a guy that's rolling, roll with him. Halsley on Friday. Marmel, roll with him. He's getting outs late. Save another arm. I'll go back to Halsley on Sunday if I need him. Why is it different there? Analytical information only applies to Craig Council in the favorable situations, right? Rogers never should have faced Pujols in that situation. Lefty to the righty. Game on the line. One swing. Hey, you're only one down at that point. And look what happened. You did get a run. That, this game should still be going. This game should be going into the 10th inning right around now. Because then you would have had Williams. Wow, it's just, it's crazy when you think about it analytically, it only applies when Craig council says it applies, but when we say it applies lefty Rogers, who's been scuffling against righty pool then analytical information doesn't count, doesn't count at all. Thumb, your thumb, his nose at you 414-677-1250 now. The good news, they're a game and a half back, not 10 and a half. They get out of St. Louis without getting swept by only scoring seven runs in that series against Wainwright, Jordan Montgomery, and a scuffling Miles Michaelis. Seven runs. I don't know. My math says it's 2.33 runs a game. I think you might be lucky to get out of there with a win, honestly. So that, that is a bit of good news. Hunter Renfro, a two-run shot today. Uh, you get uh, Rowdy, a, a late solo home run, but you fall 6-3. And we'll get to your reaction here, our Sunday conversation. You're probably going to need uh, a couple of these, uh, Kenny, beer count Kenny. Start counting them up. What's going on?
6: Here's what's going on. you got to crack one open. And, and you know, so my my thing with counsel has been an ongoing thing for quite a while, as you know. And you're right. He applies certain analytics in certain scenarios. Well, first of all, Rogers uh, Pujols' lifetime against Rogers is 3-for-5. So right then and there, you you should have said to yourself, all right, let's get him out of the game. Let's move on to the next pitcher, whether it's or whoever he's going to bring in and let him go after him. But two, I agree with the the uh, taking out of, of Ashby from your standpoint of saying, why? 79 pitches. We're late in the season, and and these guys have pitched. They can pitch. Let them keep pitching. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't get it. Because we got to the sixth inning, now you're happy? And that's kind of the mentality here. But the struggling offense in Christian Yelich, I uh, you know, I've I've been a huge supporter of this guy, but it's very difficult to get behind somebody that looks <laughs> like he's just going through the motion. It's
4: getting tough, Kenny.
6: And, it's getting tough, yeah. man. I it's one of these things where you, you watch this guy come to the play. He just he just has no fire at all. And it, it's time to to put him put him down on the bench or put him down in the order and put somebody else at leadoff. You know, at first when he went to leadoff, it was like, Oh, <clears throat> all right, he's doing pretty decent there. And realistically what does Yelich have to play for right he's got his contract he's getting his money Uh, you just see the guy and he just looks like he's just going through the motions and it's really frustrating as a fan to watch that uh especially knowing that they didn't make any moves for bats okay where you could put pressure on him to force him into certain scenarios and, and 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 that's a that's a struggle here but we're going to see where the rubber meets the road here in this next series against the Dodgers. We're going to see how, how this team can fight back after losing this series that they very well could have won uh, and, and should have won, in my opinion. But now it's time to dig deep and see what this team is made of. And it's time that council stop micromanaging the freaking team. And over this nonsense, here's what really kicks me off, Tim, and I've said this time and time again throughout the last couple of years. Why do we change up the lineup every damn day? I mean, when you look at this lineup, there's, he, it's constantly being changed. And, and it's just silly. It makes no sense. When, going to your point about Marmel, right, ride the hot guys, when you've got a nice lineup in there and you've got guys playing well next to each other and everybody's, you know, they're in sync and they're having fun, you know, winning obviously will create a lot of fun. But you've got to create that that demeanor. And if you're not doing that as a manager, then you're hurting your team, in my opinion. So it's time to get your hands out of your pockets, stop crossing your arms with your head down, and let's see a little fire on this bench. Yeah. That's what I want to see.
4: Yeah. All right, Kenny. Thanks a lot. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening. Uh, 414-677-1250. You see some emotion, guys, like... You know, Rowdy toles a, a week or two ago was was absolutely destroying a batting helmet. You see Willie Adamas today firing a batting helmet around. I mean, there is some emotion here. There, there, there is. But again, um, derelict of duty, maybe. Lefty Rogers against Pujols, and this might be one of those situations where where Box was down. Let's be open to that. It, it's possible. That is possible. I checked every that's, writer for the Brewers, and I found nothing. Okay, but if if that is the case, then why wouldn't you go with Aspie again? One more rack, or at least another out or two, bridge the gap. You know, again, they're 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 going with their their guys: Rogers uh, and and Bush and and Williams and and Boxes has, hasn't pitched for a while, and you know, I I don't know how that analytical information was was just lost. It, it only counts when he says it. It, it counts. And he—that's why he's counts. Um, Brett in uh, Tosa at four one four six seven seven twelve fifty. What's going on, Brett? Brewers fall six
7: three. Hey Tim, you know I I wasn't able to call in last night, but I, I I saw one thing last night that I was very interesting. I thought found interesting was in the bottom of the eighth when Rodgers was pitching when Goldschmidt was on deck. Devin Williams is warming up, and I—I I mean, I, you can't—you don't know what Council will have done, but I don't think Devin Williams is warming up in the bottom of the if if he wasn't going to go four outs. Left, yeah, I agree. I agree. We haven't done that. We haven't done that in years, and I—I I really like to see that. And then today, it kind of feels like, it kind of feels like once he gave up that home run to, to Carlson, Council kind of threw up. Uh, he, he did. He put player. Peter
4: Strezlecki up to warm up and not Boxberger there. You were only down one right there.
7: Yeah, and I, I don't like that. I Listen, I'm a huge Craig Council supporter, and this is not – Craig Council is not the reason why the Brewers
4: – No, this was, I is I offense. Mean, you, it's you know, offense, but yeah. still.
7: But but with that said, I, I, I don't like Taylor mm-hmm. Rogers pitching against Goldschmidt, Arenado, and then Pujols in that situation. I mean, I, I don't know if something's wrong with Boxberger. I mean, personally, I know P- – people you mentioned maybe leaving ashby in i mean i think aaron ashley is going to be a great starting pitcher he he's been a little shaky lately and honestly i mean i'm not afraid to admit it i mean hindsight 2020 When once we headed into the six with a two run lead two to one run lead you know i have a lot of confidence in box bush rogers and and williams and rogers is kind of proving me wrong here I, you don't know what you're going to get out of him. but i was wondering if council i know he only had 60 pitchers but I was wondering if council was going to say, "All right, I'm going to my four guys in the bullpen, and we're going to close yeah. this thing down." I wondered the and, same but, thing. Yep. I, yeah, I, I just you know I, I don't like him not bringing in someone whether it's box if he's available or uh, Rogers uh, up against those three righties was questionable to me. And then you you nailed it on the head, Tim. I mean, we can we can question anything moves. That's not why. That's not why we lost this game. And we scored seven runs in three days. The offense has to pick it up. And like you said, I mean. You know, when you when you get to a pennant race like this, you need guys to make deliver in clutch moments. And Pools did it today. Um, Christian Yelich, I mean, he he's the one guy on this team that can carry the carry a team in this in a stretch like this, and he's he's not doing it. It's no. it's frustrating.
4: <clears throat> it is. It is really frustrating and actually quite disturbing. Brett, thanks for the call. Really is. I mean. Now, I'm trying to uh, k- keep keep the seams together, but they're starting to come apart. You know, there's starting to be uh, uh, some some looseness here with Christian Yelich, as you can tell. I mean, I I don't I don't know how you. I, I mentioned it last night. I don't know how you get from there to here. How does how does that even occur? And I'm knocking a baby cake on the guy. And I'm not going to sit there and and talk about exit velo. That's just, you know, that's the way it goes in baseball. Throw your arms up. Look to the sky. I can't do anything else. I'm hitting it hard. Yeah, you can. Because you have. You're not hurt. Not to our knowledge. You're playing every day. You're running around in left field. You're stealing bases. There's no way you're hurt. You got a flaw and you need to find it. I'm no hitting coach, but I know you got a flaw because you don't go from there to here, I can't explain it. Now on the Aaron Aspie thing, this is clearly to me, another case in point of Craig council and that organization, baby caking Aaron Aspie. That's what this is. And they've done it from the start of his career. I don't think it's a healthy thing. I really don't. The quicker he gets through some lumps here and there, the quicker he gets stretched out, the quicker he makes big pitches in the third time through the order and the fourth time is the quicker he's going to get to where he's going to ultimately be. You know, he's he, if you keep baby caking on him and pulling him out and just, uh, hey, accepting, hey, six innings, two runs, hey, man, that's way to go, kid. No, I want seven and a third of maybe three runs. I'll take that too, especially when Craig Council has admitted at certain points of a baseball game he manages for tomorrow. And if that's the case, then we need to take a close, hard look at that bullpen heading into this Dodger series starting tomorrow. If you're going to go with a bunch of guys in the bullpen, do what Brett said. Let's go with him in the six when you got the lead. Instead, you end up with Peter Strezlecki in a ball game. Uh, Let's see. 414-677-1250. In St. Louis on the Odyssey app, we go uh, to Mike. Hello, Mike. What's going on? Hey, Tim. How are you? Uh, More important how you are, Mike. Good.
2: I want to let you know before I get into my commentary on Yelich that, uh, I live in St. Louis and I've been here many years, but I was brought up and raised in Wisconsin and have been a Brewer fan for 50 plus years. And I do despise the Cardinals. Okay. Let's get that done with, (laughs) but, uh, I'm not going to baby cake on Yelich either. And I've got a comment to make regarding him. And then I'm going to ask you a question when I'm done with my comment, Mm -hmm. we all know we can't get over on the ball anymore. Uh, he just doesn't drive it. He uh, Apparently they've got, what, two or three outfielders at AAA that are highly regarded, not to mention the kid at A that's number two in the major leagues yep. in terms of young prospects. Um, if you can trade Hayter, you can trade anybody. So why wouldn't they, after the season ends, try to trade him, get his money off the books, and then use his money to re-sign Burns or Woodruff, or the both of them. So I'm thinking that's such a logical move to make. Now the question is, is it, can you get any value for him? And that's what I'm asking you. The biggest problem opinion? is
5: he
4: has a no-trade clause. Yeah, the no-trade within the contract is really I mean, vital in that, yeah.
2: Oh, really?
4: So they got to okay. clear it through him. And maybe, hey, you know, th- that is an extreme move. Make no mistake about it. It would be an extreme move. But I think bigger markets would be interested in uh, maybe entertaining the idea. Uh, yeah. I think Christian Yelich in his camp may entertain the idea of a change of scenery as long as this continues. If it doesn't continue yep. and he gets a smile back on his face and starts, you know, rocking 37 home runs a year and knocking in. 100 and hitting 310, I mean, maybe uh, all is cured in that regard. But all I know is uh, Evan brought it up in in the pre-show that, you know, in the last calendar year, dude has knocked in 56 runs and has 11 homers. And that's not just because he's been out on the IR and he's missed a bunch of games. No, there's 560 times to the plate.
2: Well, exactly. I don't think he's ever going to get it back. Uh, no, I, th- th- those stats are terrible for, for a, a, a person that's making the money he makes.
4: They are terrible for a person making the money he makes, yes. Yeah. 100% I agree with you.
2: And I, I'll let you guys go. But I, quite frankly, I wouldn't have asked the question had I had I known he had a no trade no, clause.
4: No, and, and was... is it a full? I, I can't recall. I don't know if it's a it's full. It's a full because he, the team, gave him a no,
5: a full no trade clause. Okay. And Yelich asked for no opt outs.
4: Yeah. Okay. So oh. all guaranteed <laughs> across the board. Everything right. is guaranteed. Mike, good stuff though, man. I love it. They, keep keep it coming, to... Mike.
2: They gotta hope that he and his agent want to play somewhere else. I maybe.
4: guess. Maybe, maybe. Hey, right. stranger things have happened. Mike, stay in touch, man. We'll talk down the stretch here. They're in the middle of a pennant race, folks. They are. As 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 disturbing. I told you there would be tough, tough losses here. And this is one of them. There's going to be some tough losses down the stretch. Make no mistake. But uh, here here's another thing to unpack a little bit. The center field situation, let's not pull any punches today. The center field situation is a sieve. You're getting zero out of the center field position. Jonathan Davis got a start today. Weimer, Mitchell, Freelich. There's no way they're gonna do worse than what Jonathan Davis is providing you. He never even plays. Garrett Mitchell would love to sit on that bench in a big league uniform, wouldn't he? Blowout game, if nothing else, get in the ball game. Pinch runner, extra extra inning games, maybe he gets an A B or two. How is this possible? That and I again I'm not I'm not gonna just hold back here. What is Jonathan Davis providing you? Because at the very bare minimum, a young ball player that is part of your future can be earning some big league stripes and at least getting used to the situation, seeing how things are done up here. At least you get that. Instead of journeyman like Jonathan Davis, just another stop on the resume doing nothing. He he shouldn't even be on this roster. I'm telling you right now. He shouldn't be on this. He's providing nothing. Would anyone disagree with that? Evan, would you disagree with that? No, not at all. He's providing nothing to you. Again, get a young dude up here. At least that's providing something for the future. And I'm not saying we're we're playing for the future here right now, but in certain aspects, that would come in in handy to get that, that ball rolling sooner. The other thing is, let's not discount the fact that he could hit the ground running and have a really good start to his career. It's been known to happen. All right, Nate at 414-677-1250, unpacking sort of a gripe line today. What's going on, Nate?
8: Come on, on, guys. What's all the negativity about? It's just baseball.
4: (laughs) That's right. It's just baseball, we were told.
8: Yeah, it's just baseball, Tim. Um, you got you got um, a manager who even I knew that even I knew that Rogers shouldn't have pitched to Albert Pujols, and I'm I'm not a major league manager, but hey, it's just baseball, right? Um, you got you got a, you got a backup catcher who can't who can't throw the ball to third base. Yeah, hey, well that hit that he,
4: hit a bat though i th- i think there was some uh impedance there legal uh but but i th- i believe that his hand or the ball hit the bat
8: but tim every every major league catcher knows you gotta clear you gotta clear the runner before you throw the ball everybody knows that i mean okay, maybe we can give him a slide on that, but that's just baseball though and then you gotta and then me personally kester Harris should have been in the lineup today. Everybody
4: did he, he get an at bat? Foot. Did he did, did, he played right? Did he no. play in this series? No.
5: Uh, he did yesterday.
4: Okay. Yeah.
8: Yeah. Everybody knows his reverse Yeah, foot. he did. Yep. Um, and why he's not in against uh, Michaelis when you're giving when you're giving a day off in left field?
4: That and, analytical uh, information doesn't apply when 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 we see. Uh uh Keston Hira batting better against right-handers than lefties. That's a reverse split almost. He, he should be doing better against lefties. But that that those analytics don't apply here. I don't see yeah, why that, you can how you can pick and choose what numbers you want to go with.
8: Yeah, and it's just baseball, Tim.
4: That's right. Go anytime things go rough, Nate, you're right on. Anything anytime things go rough, you just say that's just baseball, and then we're supposed to accept it. That's cool. That's cool that Christian Yelich doesn't step up in, in, a, in a huge series in St. Louis. I mean, not step up to own the, the series and go 5 for 11. I'm not saying that, but my goodness, 0 for 12? That's not going to cut it, Christian. Come on. Oh, that's yeah, right. It's just baseball. Most, we got you.
8: definitely, and, and, and it just seems like, it just seems like, I, I said it last week, I'm going to say it again. It just seems like it's it's chaos going on. And it's chaos going. On. It was chaos. It started at the top, and now it's working its way down into the into the uh, big league club. Um, they need to they they need to pull it together. Um, they got they got tough games coming up, and if they don't and if they don't um, if they don't get it together real soon, get that offense back to the way that they were playing, get that pitching back to the way it's supposed to be. I'm like, pulling the guy out after 70, 79 pitches just laughable um then they're going to find themselves at home in october and yep. what did, what did, what did they say a bite of the apple you won't even you won't even get to the courtyard um no with um the way they're playing right now
4: speaking of which Nate uh, tomorrow game 1 against the Dodgers I, I thanks for the call dude I, I hear a rumor that uh Bart Winkler is bringing an apple to American Family Field tomorrow night
5: how many people can we get to take bites out of that apple? 414-677-1250. <laughs> yeah,
4: that is that is something else. The pitching pitched all right here in this series. The defense played very well this series. You did have the laps here uh, in, in the ball game today, the one error of the inning. It really cost them. But... I, uh, I will say this that the, the brand of baseball is better. This is an offensive funk that they're going through right now. Nate hit it on the head. Got to get back to doing what they did coming out of the All Star break. They're rolling, they're rocking, and they need to get back to that. And if they do, you feel really good. You feel really good about this. Uh, let's see 414 677 1250. Uh, K.J., you're next here on The Fan. What's going on, K.J.?
9: Hello, Tim. Thanks for taking my call. You know, Tim, this game was the epitome of what I've said to you many times before with Craig Council, him trying to be the smartest guy in the room. His initial lineup, having Davis out there, and you're starting a rookie catcher, Feliciano, I mean – Talk about putting him in a pressure situation. Oh, my goodness. And I get it. Caratini has played a lot of innings. He's been behind the plate a lot. But, I mean, come on. You want to roll out your best players, you would think that this game had no playoff implications whatsoever the way the council managed that game. Um, You know, him pulling out Ashby, who's having a a real good game, by the way. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was pitching really well. Uh, going into the seventh inning, and then, you know, I, I think he kind of escaped putting Bush in there, and then you you roll out Taylor Rogers in that situation uh, against Pujols. Just, I mean, I don't get it. I really don't. And in terms of Yellich, uh Yellis when pigs fly, Yellets is going to hit thirty plus home runs. That's <laughs> that's what I look at.
0: So
4: you, you say know, he's, done, no he's done with the power. He's done. He's done,
9: period, in my estimations. I don't think he's coming back. I really don't. He's going to be a slap hitter that's going to hit for no power, uh, and, and you know, he'll he'll get a hold of one, line drive, you know, uh, to the outfield every so often. I mean, to, to really count on that guy to come through in the clutch for a big hit is I mean, I think those days are gone, Tim.
4: I just don't count on it at all. He comes up in a in a really clutch situation, tie ball game, seventh, eighth inning, Brewers down one, a man on, seventh, eighth inning, ninth inning, whatever it is. I have no confidence in him whatsoever, and I'm i I'm, I'm sad to even say that, KJ.
9: Yeah, me too. I am because I mean the Brewers put a lot in their future in terms of uh, capital. Uh, Into in Yellich, and it's just not paying off. It's turning out to be one of the one of the worst uh, trades that they have made in recent times. That's for sure. Or or uh, our, uh, uh, contract negotiations that they made in a, in a long time. I mean, you know. So uh, going along with Hader, I I still don't agree with getting rid of hater, especially when you're not getting the kind of production right now. And I don't know if you will from this mm-hmm. Taylor Rogers. I so just don't
4: Yeah. And he's uh, been struggling too. KJ, I am with you man. We'll we'll talk again. That's that's for sure. 414-677-1250. And speaking of the the Hater trade, I, again, this this is the sort of game you you talk about the Hater trade because this had the trade had impact on this game, including last night's game. So it's okay. Um I will just Just throw this out there, though, that sometimes trades take time. And I'm not making excuses. I don't like the trade either. But I do want to see this play out over the course of time. I think over the short term, not a good trade on the surface. Over the mid and long term, let's find out. When Willie Adamas came over May of last year, And got rolling, got this offense going. It was a little energy, and everyone's smiling, and and he's just rocking. Um, I even at that time warned everybody that let's see how this trade plays out a little bit. I am a huge Drew Rasmussen fan, and was and still am. I'm as much of a Drew Rasmussen fan as I am an Aaron Ashby fan in terms of their potential high-end elite level progress that they should get to drew drew rasmussen damn near threw a a perfect game today i mean he had a perfect game through eight innings of work i i don't know where you sit evan with with rasmussen but man i i think he's really really i think he's special talent i do
5: we saw it in flashes last year in the little bit we got to see from him it's a good thing that willie adamas is such a great player himself that I feel like that's a trade that has worked out really well for both teams. They both mm-hmm. got something that they needed. It's kind of rare to see a trade that works well both ways. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, Rasmussen he could be a really really great pitcher, and Adamas he's a an above average shortstop with, I mean, with the bat and the glove, which will always play in the league. But he's struggling a little bit himself now.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, you have the two guys at the top of your lineup that are underachieving. I mean, you know, Christian Yelich, I, I don't think he would even disagree with this. This series, dude, you sucked. You did. You just did. He's the one that uses that word. So that's why I can use it when when talking about him. He uses that word for himself. So that's open game for us to also. 0 for 12. Thank you. Way way to step up, and it's not like we need to pit uh, tip our caps to uh, Degrom and Scherzer and Garrett Cole. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, I mean, come on, is the book out on how to pitch the Milwaukee Brewers offense? I mean that's that's possible too. That they are just they are just showing their wares here and the weaknesses. Uh, they're streaky. They will get hot again. They will. And hopefully it'll stick at that point. 414-677-1250. Ron, you're next here on the fan. Hey, Ron. Ron. Yeah, hi. You know, it kind of hurts just
10: hearing all the people who love the Brewers calling up with, you know, how painful the season's been. But I've been trying not to be negative. And then like last night, yeah, we didn't hit much, but we played a clean game and we managed to win. And so I was like, yeah, this is about the kind of game I can appreciate this season. And then today we got ahead. I'm like, oh, good. Maybe we're going to take the series. And then about the seventh inning, I thought, oh, this is deja vu all over again. I've seen a million games like this where we get ahead early and then nothing. And then eighth or ninth inning, the other team beats us.
4: And that's what happened.
10: So it's just, you know, how could we get like two men well, no, up, we're ahead, two nothing, and then nothing the rest of the game?
4: Yeah, yeah that's it. They only got four hits off Michaelis. Four hits. I mean, no walks. And, uh, and Renfro was almost all the hits. Yeah, it's this. This and, is
10: and a tough Alex one. And just 0 for 13. They they said that he at, in the middle of the game. They said he was 0 for 21, which means he's probably like 0 for 23.
4: 0 for 23 in his last 23 at bats. Yes. Yeah, I mean that's pathetic. I mean that 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 just. You you see how I I don't know it it just it just appears that that term stepping up in a tough situation I mean certain players just have it in them they just step up and come up with a big hit that just doesn't happen with him it's it's not ha- it hasn't happened doesn't happen and this Wednesday will mark two full calendar months with one home run ace and then him having a.
10: Them having a bad contract doesn't, isn't only bad because of him. I think that's why uh, Mark Antonier is afraid to pull any other big contracts. Now, I don't, kind of don't blame him.
4: Well, Ron, you know the economic structure of baseball it warrants this right. philosophy that it, you can't miss on a big contract if you're the Pirates or the Reds or the Brewers or some of these small market teams. You can't miss on the biggies.
10: Right, and we did all, and that goes back to Mike in St. Louis who's saying we should trade Yeltsin. Well, who would want them?
4: I think big markets that can, that can afford it and that can afford the change of scenery and, and they can, they can uh, digest maybe some you know, bad, bigger contracts. They, you know, some of them don't care. They go they're flying right past the luxury tax and they'll just pay a, a bunch of millions of dollars. We don't care. We'll just get a good player. And if it doesn't work out, well, we'll pay him off and try and ride it out. Well, it's
10: not like he's had a two-month slump and they're like, oh, we'll take a chance that he's going to be good after this. It's been True. a two-three-year two, slump.
4: That's true. It's a dangerous gamble. It is because I think a lot of people are starting to think that, um, like one of our callers here said, he'll never get it back. I, I don't, don't know about that. I, I, it's a mechanical flaw. I'm telling you, it's a mechanical flaw, and he needs to figure it out. I'd like to grab him by the scruff of the neck and say, dude, you lock yourself in a room with video and don't come out until you figure this out. It's on you stop Stop looking at Ozzie Timmons, stop thinking about Andy Haynes, the former hitting coach, stop thinking about your high school coach. I don't want you to – nobody, no, no former teammates, no current teammates. You're the one that needs to take care of this. Now take care of it because I don't expect – okay, at this point, do we expect MVP numbers hitting three and a quarter, 40 bombs, 110 RBIs, on-base percentage of 405? I don't think anybody expects that anymore. But my goodness, I expect you to go 25 home runs, hit 285, and knock in 90. That's you, Christian. Now figure it out. I'm not asking the world from you. I'm I'm not asking uh, Aaron Judge-type numbers here. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Well, thanks a lot. I got to go. All right, Ron. All right. Gosh. There'll be better days. I will say that. And there will be probably bigger losses than today. But I think number one, we blame the offense today. I mean, do you want to run through Evan real quick be- before we uh, break? You want to w- run through the line of the last start for Miles Michaelis, just real quick. Uh, just it'll just take a second to grab. Um, this this number one is on the offense. But mid to late game, then it transfers over. Okay, so your offense doesn't have it. Now it's up to managerial strategy. And this was a horrible move from Craig Council. And he will answer the question, why Rogers against the righty pool holes? And I'm trying to see if um, St. Louis Cardinals would have countered at all. I don't think so. I don't think Marmol would have had the nuts to pull back Pujols at home when they're up one run with a couple of men on, if Council goes to the right-hander. I don't think he would have pulled him out. I don't. It would have been Pujols all day long. So Craig Council, your analytics plays a part when you sit a Rowdy Tellez, Colton Wong, Omar Narvaez against a lefty.
5: Casting Hira every single day after he has a home run.
4: Right. But, but. You know, that applies there, but it doesn't apply the lefty Rogers facing the righty Pujols, who had already homered in the game. Oh, by the way, against a lefty. So just saying, when do you pick and choose the analytics? Well, that's up to counts. He's got to answer that one. So Miles Michaelis is last time out. This, this is a guy that shut the Brewers down through eight innings, four hits, and two runs.
5: Uh, You can say it's the Coors Field effect if you want, but it wasn't. Uh. 14 hits, 10 earned runs in two-and-two-thirds innings.
4: (laughs) Jeez, I don't think he gave up a home run. I think they were all non-homers. One home run. Oh, there was one homer. Okay. 10 earnings in two-and-two-thirds. His
5: ERA jumped 58 points.
4: (laughs) Wow. That's that's crazy. And this guy shuts the Brewers' offense down on four hits through eight. No walks, four hits.
5: It's kind of wow. payback in a way. His last start against the Brewers in June, they lost two to nothing, and he gave up two runs in six and a third.
4: So a payback, I guess. Maybe. Maybe things tend to even out. And these speaking of even, these two teams are about as even as you can get. The whole season series was riding on today's game. Now it's what, eight, seven cards?
5: Yeah. I and It's I think just
4: that... one game difference. That's it. Anytime these two teams play, they should be getting
5: a ton of publicity because they're they're playoff atmosphere games. They are. I've, I mean, I don't know about you. I've been stressed the entire weekend uh, all watching we all. the
4: games. <laughs> no doubt, Evan. This is. Been... I was
5: out at dinner last night. I couldn't get lift my head up from my phone because they had just gotten to the ninth or the tenth inning.
4: Right on. I'm with you 100. percent All the way. This has been sort of, and I know they lost the series. But this is part this is a series that makes part of the season fun. Going through some disturbances here. I mean, it just it's gonna be it's a play when you say playoff atmosphere, it does come down to one situation. It comes down to situational baseball. And I think Craig Council, he he dropped the ball on this one. Um and we're gonna hear from Craig Council. Let's do that up next as the uh, Brewers fall. the final in Game 3 of this three-game set. It's back home to face the Dodgers. But we need to wrap things up with Council coming up after the break. Gene Wagner, Plumbing Post Game Show, right here on The Fan.
1: Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
0: It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball postgame Show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM The Fan.
4: Yeah, just got a text from a buddy of mine, Rockin' Robbins. Um, he's one hell of a musician too. It's but a great anyway, name. He, he Yeah, yeah, that's his last name, Robbins, so we are Rockin' Robbins. Um, he texted me for Craig Council, who is so into percentages and analytics. It is baffling to allow the lefty Rogers to face poo holes. Not only baffling, but just plain boneheaded. Oof. Okay, 6-3 final Brewers fall in the game and they lose the series now a game and a half back and 9 games over 500 4146771250 before we hear from Craig Council let's get Mike in here. Mike, you're next on the fan. Hey guys,
3: happy Sunday. Um boy, it's a pretty uh frustrating game today, but I um you know I I really can't quibble anymore about these individual games or series as big as this one was because I really do feel like as the season plays out in, in thinking about the trade deadline and what Stearns did and didn't do, I think the larger picture is coming into focus. And, and I've said it for probably almost a couple full seasons now. The Yellich contract has, has, has completely destroyed... This lineup in this offense, I mean, he 0 for 12. He didn't even get on base this series. No, nope, never drew a walk. Base. Yep. And you know, yeah, he had that little uptick in the leadoff spot, but if you looked at it, you looked at the the you know that he had a high batting average on balls in play, a lot of singles. That just suggests luck. That's it's just luck, and now it's coming back down. He has no power. He doesn't drive the ball at all. He doesn't have any RBIs this month. So what we're halfway through the month. Hasn't Homer since July 2nd? (laughs) It's
4: it's almost comical.
3: It it is. It is. It is. But I think you have to look at the reality. When David Stearns traded Josh Hader and he didn't improve this year's team, it's a clear indication to me, clear indication that he sees how hamstrung he is right now by Christian Yelich's contract, and he knows that Yelich is done. Yeah, no, Mike,
4: you're you're right on. I think it was an understated – uh, philosophy of, of of it's really oftentimes on a trade. It's really what the GM or president thinks he mm-hmm. has moving forward.
3: Right, and in, 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 especially with a small market team, but even with a big market team, trades you know making a big move, signing a big contract, making a big deadline move is all about timing. And I think Stearns in, in the front office really believed that the timing was not right for this team because they weren't one player away. And I understand trading Josh Hader away and what you see out of Taylor Rodgers today is frustrating. But when you look in the larger context of what Hader was due to make next year in arbitration and then, you know, whatever he's going to make as a free agent, they've got to clear some money off the books. It was a, it was a money trade, not because Antanazio cheap, because he's never shown that indication. They've signed players. They've given money. They gave their money to Christian Yelich. That's the problem. What what they're trying to do, in my opinion, is they're trying to shed some contracts so they can maybe extend some of these pitchers. But the real target, and I know we've talked about this, Tim, is this group of prospects with power and numbers. I think that's the only way they're really going to improve this lineup because they have no middle-of-the-order consistent hitters. And Yelich was supposed to be that, and he's awful. He's, he's absolutely awful. I think he's untradeable, most likely, but I think in two or three years, If some of these young guys can produce the way hopefully they can, at least a couple of them, you're going to see Yelich as like a part-time bench platoon player. Um, You're not getting anything more out of them. And and I think you're just – this year, I think Stearns just realizes this team isn't that good because uh, Yelich has just killed them. And and you have to find a way around it at this point.
4: Yeah, and you got to find a 3-4 hitter that is legit. Yeah. And and Christian Yelich is no longer legit. He's not.
3: No, and I think you talked about this Friday. I listened and didn't call, but listened in, and, and, and you know you had the Cardinals three four hitters uh, come through, and the Brewers just don't have it, and so why they're so inconsistent. I mean, the reason why Hunter Renfro is Hunter Renfro, and, and Willie Adams is Willie Adams. That they're bad play- They're not. It's not that they're bad players, but they're streaky. they no, and they're complementary
4: players. They're not three yeah. four guys. They're five six right. seven guys.
3: Right, so every hot streak you get out of those guys is balanced out by a cold streak, and mm-hmm. and you don't have that reliable middle of the lineup guy. And I get that Yelich had a little uptick as a leadoff hitter, and he gets on base, but you could have you could have taken say, what does Jace Peterson make a million a year? I don't know, but you could have taken a guy like that and put him in the leadoff spot at the start of the season. Said you're our leadoff guy all season, and Comparable you would have got comparable, maybe even better power number. Pujols has more homers than Yelish this season, for God's sake. I mean, it's awful. And and I think David Stern recognizes that. They're not going to say it out loud, but every Brewers fan needs to accept that fact that one guy, one guy has completely cratered the offensive prospects of this team. And it's going to be a couple years, I believe, before they can work around this. You know, they're in contention because their pitching is tremendous. Uh, and you know, council maybe yeah. Roger's pitching today, and that, that I didn't understand that either. But um, I don't think those decisions are really determining. I mean, ultimately, this team is where it's at because their their big money player stinks. And it's that simple.
4: Yeah, they just have no no go to. It's it's not just one guy, but most right. most high elite uh, upper echelon teams they have two guys. It's their three four or two three. And it's just dominant. Right. Yeah. All right, Mike. Thank, thanks for the call. Good, good conversation. Good call. Uh, it, it, it is true that oftentimes a trade is going to tell you what the GM or the president thinks he's got moving forward. Now, it also sounds to me, as we uh, move along here, uh, that I think a lot of Brewers fans are coming to terms with maybe their their evolving expectations, if you will, I think we're at that point where it's like, okay, well, what what is this team? Is it this? Is it this? Or is it this? And some people are fighting it, like me. I think they're they're a good baseball team, and I'm staying with that. But others are saying, you know, nope, nah, this is, it's going to be another year without a World Series, and that's okay. I mean, but we, we can have that conversation. Uh, notebook Mike, you're next on the fan. Hello, Mike. And that's
11: okay. I mean, but we, we can have that.
4: Mm-hmm. One 1,000, 1,000. Shoot, Mike, go. Oh, my God. One hour later,
11: hey, why couldn't the Packers be playing the Vikings today? Anybody that watches game or listen, you got State Fair last day, car show I went to, It's just frustrating. And are you there?
4: I am. I'm listening. You You out. That's so far so good. You
11: got to breathe louder. You know, White Sox, I'd say 20 years ago when I was like 30, were really good. You had the hurt, you had the pitching, you had Ozzie Gian and Robin Ventura. Robin Ventura turned in a one for 32. Now, what is uh, Yelch now?
4: Oh, for his last 23.
11: Oh, my God. No, I would call all the Southern California teams where he's from. He's from there, right? Yeah. Palo Alto. I would say, we'll take anything.
4: He's <laughs> no, got we're a not goal. at that point. But I like no.
11: Tyrone Taylor in center.
4: You like Tyrone Taylor? You don't? No.
11: How many pinch hit home runs is you at? I or don't know. I mean, a lot.
4: We're looking at more it than hits. just lightning in a bottle here. We need some consistency. So that center like field it, position is a sieve. It's awful. It's awful. And that's part of the problem here. Okay, yeah, you got an so outfield well, spot producing nothing.
11: Call us. Uh, California team will give you a Tyrone Taylor and what's his name? Josh Hamilton? John Hamilton?
4: Jonathan Uh, Davis.
11: Yeah. What's his
4: name? The center fielder, Jonathan Davis?
11: Yeah, see? I don't even know his name, so he ain't that good. We'll give you all three. Just give us a nice center fielder.
4: (laughs) We got enough of those. You're not going to get a bat. bring one up. Bring one up and just let him play. He's not, going to do, he's not going to do worse than what's going on out in center field, Mike. I'm telling you, it's not. And, and,
11: I do this. Do you want to watch Christian Yelich go over 32?
4: Because it's I, no, coming. No, no, don't Jimmy, say that. He's got to own this Dodger series. He's got to own this Dodger series, and he's got to just break out of this thing and go like, uh, I don't know, oh, seven, okay. seven for 13 in the series.
11: You got the lottery numbers, too?
4: I know, Mike. I know. You know we'll Jimmy, talk to you tomorrow.
11: You have a Marlboro and a, uh, another light on me, and tomorrow's another day, right?
4: <laughs> yes. It, well, see, that's the, the thing.
11: Her,
4: 7-10 right, first bro. pitch tomorrow. Go yeah, ahead. take it easy. Take it easy, Mike. Yeah, 7-10 first pitch tomorrow. You go right back at him. That's the good thing about baseball. You can wash your hands of this thing and that decision of Rodgers, and then you can wash your hands of the offense putting up 2.3 runs a game in this series. You can wash your hands of Christian Yelich. Oh, for the series, never even got on base since, uh, since the series began on Friday. So uh, just a little down streak in this offense. And, and the pitching, the pitching in this series pitched well enough to, win, to sweep this series. They did. Their pitching was fine in the series. It was. There was a few bumps in critical situations, yes. But they pitched well enough overall. To sweep this series, so uh, let's hope that continues, and uh, let's get to Craig Council. See if he addresses that uh, one key moment when Pujols hit his second home run.
12: Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I thought both starters were, were good again. Um, you know, we we couldn't get much going against Mikolas. Really, it was one swing. Um, didn't didn't have many a lot of good swings against him. Uh, he pitched well, and uh, I, I thought Ash. Did a nice job. Um, gave us six good innings and um, gave us a chance. We've talked about Aaron, and this is a tough lineup for him to face. Um, you know, it's always competitive pitches. Did you think he was able to be consistent? Yeah, with that I, I mean, that was probably that's what he did really well today. There was uh, he was just around the zone a lot. Um, even his misses were around the zone. Um, and uh, you know, I thought Mario did a nice job too. He really had a they had a good pace going, which sometimes is. You know, when Ash is throwing the ball well, just kind of keep him in that pace. And I thought Mario did a nice job of that. So, But it was. it was. I mean, we saw it today. It was lots of pitches just around the strike zone. Sophia brought up the fact that um, Aaron and Mario have, you know, yeah. yeah, their battery has been together for a while in the minor leagues. Did that play a role in also the day game today in starting Mario? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think this was the guy that Mario probably had the big, best feel for. Um, and so I thought I was the easiest spot for him.
0: did you think Mario looked okay I mean
12: overall I, th- like- I thought he did great I thought he, I thought he had a, great, had a really good game
1: what is Matt
12: Bush showing you with his last couple of appearances uh I mean he, the, the thing about Matt is it's this is a pound in the strike zone and, and you're kind of seeing that hitters have tried to be aggressive against them because of the just the number of strikes he's throwing and quality strikes and then you know the fastballs a you know it's big velocity, and, and you got to get it going for it. It's made the curveball really good. Um, Cutter's been a good pitch, so he's he's throwing the ball really well. Hey, what's your overall take from the series? Is, you know, it's two out of three their way. But yeah, is, I mean it was it was three good games, and they, you know, they came up with the big hits in the deciding game to uh, to get the series. You feel like you guys are still? in – I mean, there's so much baseball you have to play. You're still in a good spot, even here, even with the one win. Yeah, I mean. You know the, the season doesn't stop, and we got uh, a, a tall test ahead of us this week. Um, and uh, there's 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 a ton of games left and a ton of baseball left. So um, you know today was disappointing, but um, we got to get right back at it tomorrow.
0: What did you see different uh, from Rogers today than? Uh, you know, so uh, he
12: just he, you know he just made some mistakes, um, and they they you know some good hitters put good swings on some mistakes. Be glad to see pools hanging off <laughs> the guy's been. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, we uh, he's a he's a great player, he's a hall of fame player, and um, you know, he showed us why today. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing
0: Baseball Postgame Show. What play got you the most excited from today's game? Did it get you up off the couch? It's time for the call of the game, presented by the 5 o'clock Steakhouse. 5 o'clock Steakhouse. Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network. Visit them and make online reservations at 5oClockSteakhouse.com.
4: Kisner sets up away. Renfro rips one way back in center field. Carlson at the wall. He leaps, and it is out of here. Hunter Renfro with a two-run home run just Out of the reach of Dylan Carlson, who made a great effort for that. But the Brewers are on the board, and here comes Renfro heating up once again. Yeah, there it was. A two-run shot for Hunter Renfro, his 20th on the year, and it gave the Brewers a two-zip lead. And you're thinking, you know, you got to tack on runs. I I didn't believe for a second that two was enough to win this ballgame at that time. I don't know how you thought about that, Evan, but... Did you really believe that two was going to be enough here to win this game?
5: With the way that Ashby was rolling, I thought that there was a very good chance. And then it pretty much was gone away in the next couple of innings. But no, I think now, especially considering the way that the Cardinals starting pitchers were the entire series, you needed more than two.
4: Yeah. And, and, you know, again, we get no answers from uh, Craig Council. On some uh, analytical uh, information or, or philosophies as to you know his s- strategy there late in the ball game, but uh, so be it. Brewers do uh, fall in this one, 6-3, The final. The highlight there on Bally Sports Wisconsin, and a uh, call of the game brought to you by the Five O'clock Steakhouse. Five O'clock Steakhouse dot com. Make your reservations now before well before the season ends, and you can enjoy. A uh, a great, I, I would assume you're going to go with the bone-in ribeye. I mean, that's, that's what I did. Or you can take the home grill kit to go and uh, do it all up at home.
5: My parents uh, went for their anniversary this weekend to 5 o'clock Steakhouse, said it was they, the best steak they've ever had.
4: Ever had? Ever had. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. I will say this. When I had the home grill kit, it was two meals. And I like steak. I mean, I'm I'm all into steak. And it was two meals. The thing was huge. It was, so if you wanted to go that route, the home grill kit has the seasonings and the uh, ingredients, and and the uh, really the instruction card is there. And cook it. I followed it to a T. And then maybe I'll I'll deviate from that a little bit next time, depending on how. Uh, I like it, but I, I would start there. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Five o'clock for all the details. They do have to turn the page and it, it is a uh, it's a it's a daunting task here. Did the uh, Dodgers end up losing and, and breaking their winning streak? We'll check the uh, scoreboard up next because Dodgers heading into today had a uh, 12 game winning streak on the line. Do you want them to continue that streak or would you prefer that they lose today? I don't know. Does it really matter? you got to play good baseball to beat the Dodgers, that's for sure. We'll preview uh, tomorrow's matchup after the break here. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show here on The Fan.
0: It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. Time to turn the page and take a look at the crew's next game.
4: All right, time to turn the page here. It is a four-game set that begins tomorrow, 7-10 first pitch against the Dodgers after the last pitch. You make the switch right here, Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show. How, how many games are they going to win in the four-game set? What would you be satisfied with? Hmm. Two. I think we'll talk about that tomorrow afternoon. Ooh. Apparently, they asked me to fill in for the afternoon show. Uh, I guess they needed me for something. I don't know. Um, but, but we'll talk about it at that point point. and how many wins you think they, uh, they're going to end up with in this four-game set. Evan, I'll start with you. How, how many do you think? Two and two? Three gotta and one? It's got to be two. Bare minimum two. Bare I, minimum two. I'm with you.
5: I, you know I, Worst case scenario, of course, you want to win one. You don't want to get swept at home but you should be going two and two against a team that you're probably going to see in the playoffs.
4: Yeah, and I, I I again, not to sound like uh like like a broken record, but play good baseball. Just play a good game of baseball. And and there's enough talent on this team here against anybody. You play good baseball and you're going to win more than you lose. You are. Now a, a, a team like the Yankees or the Dodgers, although the Yankees are scuffling too. They've lost like eight of nine, eight of 10, something like that. Um, you know, they have a little more wiggle room because of the talent base on paper. But it's still a baseball game, and you still you play good baseball, and against most teams, you're going to come out just fine. I, maybe this is a, t- a turning point. This is an opportunity, as Craig Council would say, a challenge in front of them. And let's let's go. First pitch. Let's check the matchups. Dodgers and Brewers at American Family Field tomorrow. Well, first, uh, the Dodgers are coming in on
5: a losing streak. So hopefully that will help the <laughs> so Brewers they, odds. They, they lost today, snapping their twelve game winning streak. That's yeah. good. Four to nothing they lost to the Kansas City Royals today. Uh the Brewers, though, they send out Freddie Peralta, four and two with a four point three seven ERA. He'll be going up against Oh man, Julio Urias, 12 and 6, 2.49 ERA. Another
4: incredible lefty. Lefty, yeah, that's oof. Okay, so they they've got a challenge here. And I would think that Mike Brasso, the Mighty Mike, uh he'll be hitting be cleanup. cleanup. Yeah, that's been the way it's been going. Keston Hero will be leading off. <laughs> let's let's find out. Um it's going to be fun. I mean, this is it, it, it as as negative as some of these losses can be, it is, in a weird way, still fun. It is. That's It's all part of the uh, story that each season brings you. And uh, well, we're well aware of that, uh, doing this and talking about it for 17 years. I mean, you guys know. There's been some crushing defeats. But there's been some amazing victories and streaks as well. So hopefully they get on a positive note. Uh, tomorrow with a Game 1 victory. Again, 7-10 first pitch. After the last pitch, you make the switch. Gene Wagner, Plumbing Post Game Show. For Evan Heffelfinger, my name is Tim Allen. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll see you tomorrow afternoon as uh, maybe some fantasy football conversation tomorrow afternoon. Adam McKelvey will join me tomorrow afternoon, and we'll talk about this Dodger series as well. And smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back.